we have a word for you today. Thank God for this day. Amen. We're going to be talking about a loss of innocence. A loss of innocence. And this is this happens whenever you exit God's space. You ever heard people say, I need to get in a good space? Well, there is such thing as being in a space with God. Now, even though God is everywhere, you know, you're not necessarily in a space with God, meaning having peace with God. Amen. You may have, God may be your adversary, meaning that you're not living the life that God has chosen. So you're not in the space with God. Now, whenever you leave God's space, you're descending. You're, you're going down. Now, in order to get into God's space, you need to ascend. You need to come up. Amen. And our scripture will be coming from Genesis, the third chapter and the 24th verse. And the title of this message is Emergency, Getting Into a Space with God. You know, whenever you're in, not in a space with God, you're in an emergency situation. They have this thing called fight or flight. And you're always in an emotional state of moving and, and shifting. When you're not, when you don't have the peace of God, you, it's just something in you that's, you, you, you can't stay still. There's no peace. There's no chaos. So the scripture reads, he drove out the man and placed, and he placed at the east of the Garden of Eden, cherubims and a flaming sword, which turned every way to keep the way of the tree of life. That was King James Version. Amplified reads, so God drove the man out. And at the east of the Garden of Eden, he permanently stationed the cherubim and the sword with the flashing blade, which turned round and round in every direction to protect and guard the way, entrance, access to the tree of life. Man and his wife were displaced in Eden. Loss of innocence. God created man perfect, meaning he lacked, he didn't lack anything. God gave man a job to till the garden. He placed him in Eden and there was no need for healing because he was created to live forever. There was no need for deliverance because he had God with him and he, 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 he was perfect and he was in the ideal environment. He was displaced out of the Garden of Eden, lost his innocence, and was placed in an emergency situation. Now, ever since man has been traveling westward in search of peace, in relationships and comfort all over, trying to find this environment. You know, archaeologists and scientists, they've been trying to find Eden. Now, they... They base this on Genesis, the second chapter, the 10th verse, where it says uh, four rivers in 
in um, Eden. It says, and a river went out of Eden to water the garden, and from thence it parted and became unto four heads. So they, these rivers are actually um, their um, locations upon the earth. The first river is called Pison, that's adjacent to a land called Havilah. The second river was Gihon, that's adjacent to the land of Ethiopia. And um, Hittichol was east of Assyria. And the fourth river that came out of Eden was the Euphrates. So you can pinpoint these places today. And they've been trying to find Eden. trying to, But no man has been able to find the physical location of Eden. And I can tell you why. Because Eden is a place with God. It's not a physical environment. It's an atmosphere. And when Adam sinned, him and his wife was placed east of Eden. And it said flaming swords kept them out. So this saying that he lost that environment. He lost that, that walking with God and he lost that ability to commune with God on a face-to-face -face basis. Now even God was put on alert. Uh, the scripture says in verse 22, And the Lord God said, Behold, a man is become as one of us to know good and evil. And now lest we put forth his hand and take also of the tree of life and eat forever. And then that leads you to verse 23 and 24. So he drove man out. So even God had to step out of his eternal throne to come into time and say, hold up, man has almost become one of us knowing good and evil. So to, to, to have this state, see, Satan lied to man. But, you know, there was not, no such thing as God before. So when the serpent came and spoke with Eve, he was lying to her. But no one has ever lied to her before. So she believed him. That's why she said the serpent beguiled her. He lied to her. Amen? But he didn't tell them if he take, Satan left out something. He said, if you eat of this, you shall be as God. You shall know good and evil. You should do all these things. You have have wisdom. But he left something out. He didn't tell them that there will be an eternal separation from God. He didn't tell them that part. That's what a lie does. A lie is just a, a truth with not the whole truth. A lie, you can, you can lie to somebody by telling them the truth. But if you leave something out, that makes it a lie. God said, let us not be ignorant of this, of, of the devil and his devices. And you know, it's not the change. He's still doing the same thing since day one. He's still lying. But if we follow God's command and follow and look at him, we don't have to worry about his lies. You know, when they try to spot counterfeit bills, uh, they always look at the real thing. They don't never focus on the false thing. They always focus on the real thing. And then they say, if something's out of character, then they say automatically, that's false. So we have a lot of things going on today where we're focusing on false things, trying to make a judgment 
a true wise judgment. But no, we need to look into the word of God. The word of God lets us know, yea and amen, what's true. We don't have to look into all these other things and ask all these questions about Confucius and why they not worshiping God in India and all this. That's why God sent Thomas to India. And this church is still there today. Don't worry about these other religions. Worry about looking at the word of God. So the Lord said, man has become one of us to know good and evil. To know, to know, to know, to know good. That was one of the, the traps. And you know what? One of the traps today is the same thing. Satan, Satan uh, the serpent, told Eve, you shall be as wise. And we understand that wisdom is a principal thing. We know that wisdom is something that we need. And knowledge is something that's almost like a survival mechanism um, during that time after the, after the loss of innocence. You need to know what's going on in order to excel in this world. Wisdom is a principal thing. But let me break it down for today. Today, what's more important than wisdom is faith. Faith is the principal thing now. Wisdom takes a back seat to faith because faith is the currency of heaven. Faith is what God uses to say, well done, my good and faithful servant. And let me tell you, wisdom is, is not in the backseat, actually, but wisdom is right alongside faith. See, faith is the driver and wisdom is in the passenger seat. So your wisdom today in this age of grace is the Holy Spirit. Because it gives you wisdom to guide you where you need to go. So not, I know David wrote wisdom is a, per, a principal thing and they hear that in Proverbs, you hear that a lot in the wise woman, but most of that stuff you see is in the Old Testament. Wisdom is important, but without faith, it becomes foolishness. You got to get the two together. You need faith is first. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. And faith is something that's that's not even tangible. You just believe it's going to happen. Amen. So whenever you're getting out of uh, God's grace and whenever you get getting out of a situation where you're in a space with God, then you are in what? An emergency situation. You're in a flight of fight mode. Your emotions are, are all over the place. Your will, you don't know what to do. But God, when he created man, he created him to live with him. Adam didn't have to worry about a deliverance ministry. He didn't have to worry about uh, financial prosperity. He didn't have to worry about uh, Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah my healer, because he is created to live forever. And you know what Jesus said? I'm jumping ahead of myself now. Jesus said, Jesus said, Jesus said, Jesus said a lot of things, but I like what Jesus said when, he, when they taught him. Um, they said, Jesus, how do we pray? And the whole prayer is a template on how we need to pray to God and what the things that and just fit what you need in there for yourself. Our Father, which art in heaven, and then go from that. Just personalize that the way your life is going right now. But I like what he said in um, when he said, God, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be by thy name. Thy kingdom come. He said. Thy kingdom come, and let's make it on earth like it is in heaven. 
let it be on earth as it is in heaven. He's talking about Eden. He's talking about the original state. He's talking about that state where we were walking with God and didn't have a need for all these things we have today. We got all these competing things that compete for our attention, compete for our will, and compete for our emotions. He wants us to, to make heaven on earth. Not to say that, okay, uh, make heaven a place where we die, go to heaven, but live here, struggle every day, needed deliverance, having um, problems and living in poverty and trying paycheck to paycheck. That God said, not so. He wants you to have all that stuff now. It's not a prosperity ministry. It's what it should be. So God is good. He wants us to get out of that state of emergency. Now, Adam, automatically, Adam had was in the garden. And, and the first thing he did after he, he um, well, one of the first things he did, the scripture says that he made fig leaves. And sold it upon him and his wife for his wife he, to hide their their nakedness. God said, well, "How did you know you was naked? You did something wrong. Now you're out of my presence. You're 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 in an emergency state. You're you're no longer innocent. You have consciousness. You have knowledge. So so God said, while they sowing leaves and stuff, now they, they said, God said you can eat of every tree." You can eat of the tree of life. That was in the garden too, the tree of life. He could have ate off of that, but he chose to eat off the tree that God told him not to eat off. And then the first thing he did, sowing figs, he's sowing figs to hide his nakedness. And while he's sowing figs, if he would have ate off that tree of life, the scripture says that he would have lived forever. So while he saw him fixed, God had to step out of um, eternity into time to put this flaming sword to put it to, to block that dimension, to block eternity, to block the tree of life is the door to eternity. Ponce de Leon was trying to find that the fountain of youth uh, years ago when he's trying trying to go to Florida, come and all this stuff. But the fountain of youth is the tree of life. No, many times in the scriptures, the revelation, it talks about the tree of life and it had many manners of fruit and it's what? For the healing of the nations. It's right there in the Bible. It's a lot of things in the Bible that is expressed that over the years, men just look into the Bible and the answer is there. The Bible said, God sits upon the circle of the earth of the world. He let you know that the world is a circle, not flat. So as many things in the scriptures that that is there and tells you that leaves are for healing. Green. It's healthy to eat green stuff. It's for the healing of the nation. Amen. So we want to get back into a space with God. And if you're already into a space with God, this is now you, you might already be saved. You might already be uh, connected to God. Well, it's, and since you're not in an emergency state, 
you're in a space of God, then you can go deeper in God. Because there's higher heights and deeper depths that you can go in God. So if you're already in that space, you're not in flight or fight mode. You're not moving around from place to place. You're not um, having a schizophrenic personality. You're not one way on Tuesday, one way on Monday. You're not, uh, you're stable. You're not double-minded. The brother of um, Jesus said a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. You know, we need to read these scriptures. We need to get these scriptures and get so much a part of us that we love the begats, like we said on the other day, the, the begats. And this one begat this one. And get this one begat this one. Love it so much that you take the whole thing. But God is good. He put a, a flaming sword, and this loss of access was a loss of dimension. So we were called, created to live forever, but this made our chances of living forever um, null and void. Now we died the day he ate of the fruit. He died a spiritual death. Now Satan didn't tell him that the death, see, uh, Satan, the devil is an angel. An angel is a spirit. So a spirit Saint Lucifer died. Well, you guys might ask me, how can a spirit die? He was separated from God. That means death. So anytime you're separated from God, you're dead. And you need a hope, you need a need to have a savior in your life. You need to reconnect back to God. You need to get out of that emergency situation that you're in because you have descended. Out of God's space. So God is calling us to be faithful, not to be wise, but to be faithful. See, our wisdom lies in God. So we study trying to be wise. The Greeks emphasize wisdom, and um, we're trying to be wise, and, and but God has all the wisdom. He's omniscient, all wisdom, all knowing. He's an all wise God. So we need, again, to focus on faith. And if we have faith in God, we have we know that he will lead us in the right direction. And that's our wisdom. Our wisdom is built into faith in this age of grace. And the loss of innocence, the age of the, the dispensation of innocence, moving over to consciousness, consciousness was the dispensation where says with knowledge, so that means wisdom was a principal thing then. Because the Holy Ghost wasn't leading people back then. Men just learned how to pray after the um the son Seth after Seth's sons came on the scene and says that men have learned how to pray. So when Cain was walking around time of Cain and Abel, there was no prayer. So God is calling us to be faith, fit, uh, faithful. The Holy Ghost in this age of grace is our wisdom to God northward. And we need to get God in us. And say, thy kingdom come. 
thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Amen? Amen. So thank God for his word on today. And we just have that prayer perpetually that we can bring heaven on earth. We don't have to wait. We can live in an environment. And you take that environment with us. Don't you know that we, a lot of people, they, they uh, move from state to state or they try to move to another place and say they need a change. But you know what? They take themselves with them. And that same thing that they had to deal with before, they create that same environment with a whole new set of people. Because they've taken themselves with them. What they need to do is get it right with God, get in a space with God, and then take it somewhere and save some souls, be a soul winner. And that's wisdom. Let people know, I don't have to rely on my wisdom, but I rely on the wisdom of God. You don't know people trying to figure out how you're going to do this, how you're going to do that. You're going to, where are you going to go down there, the pastor for it? How, what about the people? Do all these names, all these things, all these thoughts. No, I'm just doing what God told me to do. He's going to tell me the next step. Because when I didn't do it, I was in an emergency situation. I had to get myself out of that situation saying, God, I, I, I don't, I'm not, I don't supposed to be over here. I'm supposed to be where I'm at, where I'm going. I don't know how I'm going to make it. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know who's going to come. I don't know any of that. I'm just saying, I want to be where God wants me to be. And God, you know what he'll do after a while? That flaming sword, he'll give you access to remove that flaming sword. And once you remove that flaming sword, you can walk back and eat. And Jesus gave us access back to eat. And Jesus didn't say, um, wait till you go to heaven to get what you want. It's going to be good, but it should be good here too. You don't have to suffer and have that a mentality that if you got money, you're going to hell. That's that's from the pit. Because he just wants his evil plans to be financed. But we need some finances for the, the church. We need some finances for our ministries. We need some finances for some schools. We need some finances for all these different things that God is telling us what to do instead of being in a back corner somewhere trying to wait till we die and go to heaven and then be 75, 80 years old and say, man, I wish I'd have had that entrepreneurial spirit back when I was 25. And they got laws that keep people from excelling. That's the devil. So we need to bring heaven on earth, have faith, have faith in God. That's on the outside of our church. We're thinking how to decorate our church for use of a less better term. Have faith in God. Outside of the church, have faith in God. That simple. Can't get more simple than that. You don't have to study. You don't have to go to school. You don't have to do it. Just have faith in God. A child can have faith in God. But we thank God for this message. We thank God for the things of God. We thank God for blessing us on this day in the month of January. We pray that everyone have a good and successful 2022 seeking God. And if you're in that emergency situation in 2022, God wants you to operate in the black. 
You've been operating in red too long. You need to operate in black in 2022. Amen. That means be on the plus side of things. Be the um, lender, not the borrower. Be wise with your credit score. Don't go by everything you see. Be led of God. You don't have to go out to dinner every night. Cook some food. I found out people don't cook like they used to. And I found out during this pandemic that Burger King was more of an essential than church. Y'all know it's true. The church parking lot empty. You drive past Wendy's, it's backed up. You drive past McDonald's, it's backed up. And people still not coming to church, saying they're scared, but they're not scared to go into Walmart. They're not scared to go into Kroger's. They put, put a mask on. Some of them got two masks on. Some of them got a mask and a shield, but they got that shopping cart in line. But when it comes to the things of God, don't treat God as he's raggedy. And then you wonder why you're in the red. Treat God like he's God. If your boss said, come to work, and it's snowing outside, guess what? You, if you don't go, then you made a decision. But they see snow when it's church time, automatically, no, no, no church. At least you think harder when it's going to work. Should I go? What's going to happen if I don't go? I might get fired. I got these bills to pay. Oh, let me go to work. He told me he needed me today. But God is saying he needs you today, too. Amen. So we're going to end this message on this time at this time right now because uh, we can speak on this thing, but we did come out of the book of Genesis, the third chapter, the 24th verse in the chapter um, title was Emergency Getting into the Space with God. Amen.